0: Welcome back, sports fans, to the Real Japan Podcast, where we bring you the latest hot topics and niche topics from Japan. And I am one of the hosts, Kenzo.
1: And I am Ferg.
0: And this week we will have, well, we're trying something new this week. We're going to do some major stories that have maybe been picked up in the West. Um, as well as our usual cornucopia um, of other strange topics as well. Um, but first, before yes, we sir.
1: jump in, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what
0: Furry's been doing.
1: Alright, so this week I had the luxury of staying at a ryokan, a Japanese inn. Ooh. Yeah, it was good. Just went for a little Sort of quiet overnight stay. Yeah, how was that? No, it was good. Just a little local one in Nagano. Sort of did the typical ryokan thing for listeners that aren't aware. You know, went in the onsen, the hot springs, ate some delicious, good traditional Japanese food, picked up some omiyage, came home the next day. What do you think about that? That's
0: nice. It's, it's nice to you know, change mm. the scenery every once in a while. Did yes, you? Uh, are, are you going to get the like
1: discount? You know the go to. I certainly did. Nice. It was good. So roughly speaking, you know, it was about uh, 30,000 yen mm. for one night, which is quite expensive, but it includes like a really fancy meal and a fancy right, breakfast. Right, right, right. And I got about one-third of that so I paid about 20,000 yen Mm -hmm. about 200 dollars so so
0: how's that mm -hmm. the go-to so you you pay as you normally would and then you fill out some
1: forms and they send you some money or the way it works is you make your reservation Mm -hmm. and then you go to the stay navi site and you input the details of your reservation on that site and then it assuming it's okay it gives you a kind of coupon thing that you can print mm. out and take along with you oh so then when so you, you pay, actually <clears throat> you actually only have to
0: pay the discounted amount
1: yes okay, yes which okay. is good
0: Wow, that's and, uh, um, remarkably hmm. smooth considering
1: it's a government-run program yes sir and from the end of September so in addition to the one third of the cost of your accommodation or package tour or, or however you've booked your holiday, mm. you'll also get an additional 15% in coupons that you can spend in local, local stores and things by your so, Omiyage.
0: So if you stay mm. somewhere local, does that mean you can, you know what I mean? Like the coupons, I... you can use them where you live almost.
1: I think you probably could,
0: yes. Like if you were, if you game the system.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think you can just use them for like buying your groceries and things. Oh, I think I you need to, you know, buy sort of typical touristy things like souvenirs, omiyage, as they're called here. Those kind of things. Right, or like okay. use them in local restaurants and things. Yeah. Well that makes sense. I mean we've we've given the go to travel campaign a fair bit of criticism on this podcast so does mm-hmm. that make me a big hypocrite
0: no man you gotta recoup your tax yens, where whenever and wherever you can
1: yes sir yeah well like i said i stayed local traveled by car so i feel like hopefully i didn't contribute to the spread were of there, the virus were um, there uh, mm. a lot of other patrons there no sir this mm. was quite a large rokan. But there were only perhaps, you know, four or five other sort of groups of guests mm. staying. Which Yikes. is, yeah. I mean, some ryokans will will maybe only have like five or six guest rooms. But mm-hmm. this one was one of the right. big ones that had maybe, you know, sort of 40, 40 or so guest rooms. Wow. And this was at a weekend as well, so. Very quiet. Yeah. Just yeah. quickly before we move on to your past week, do you? What's your view on ryokans versus like a normal kind of hotel? Stay in a hotel? Do you? Do you have a preference, or do you sort um, of mix it up? Or
0: I think, by and large, I prefer just a straight up hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if I had to pick, you know, mm. but but obviously I I enjoy going to a ryokan every now and then you know to there's
1: mm. a change of pace they are a different experience aren't they it's like staying there is the point of the trip itself almost not like a mm-hmm. hotel where you go to a nice area maybe stay in a nice hotel but go out for a nice dinner and see something yeah yeah with a ryokan you can pretty much just go Enjoy the hot springs at the at the ryokan itself, and come home the next day, and not really feel like you have missed out on too much.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, like in a, in a weird way, it's kind of like staying at one of those casino resorts.
1: Oh yeah, I've never done that, but I could imagine yeah. so. Because you
0: know, it's because it's the same kind of situation. You know? It's like you stay mm. at I don't know, you know, a nice hotel in in Vegas or or Macau mm. or whatever the case mm. may be. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you can just stay there for the, the duration of the trip because there's so much to do. Um and, and you can go out, right? But yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a I mean obviously there's no gambling at uh at Ryokan, but
1: it's kind of a similar situation. No, mm. Yes. Anyway, how is how has your past week been? Um yeah, I went on a little trip too.
0: Uh, oh yeah family yeah we uh we went to uh, kawagoe oh
1: which is, yeah uh,
0: the city in saitama which is um i guess somewhat well known for there's this section of town where it's all like really old japanese style architecture mm. and um like there's all these like little shops you know, selling random stuff. Um, Did you yeah. buy any
1: nice items of local sort of craft work or craftsmanship? Um,
0: yeah, the, the, the kids bought some stuff. Yeah, I think it was mostly like a candy and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like like traditional yeah, Japanese candies and little yeah. trinkets,
1: that kind of thing. Kawagoe. Would you recommend that our listeners check it out if they're in the area? Is it is it worth yeah, a day out?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty nice out there. Yeah, mm. if you want to experience like, like just old school, like how things kind of were back in the day, as far as like the the way that, the way the city is laid out. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice.
1: Yes, sir. Sweet. So we've both been doing quite sort of traditional Japanese fun day off activities, <laughs> yeah,
0: haven't we? Yeah, yes, yeah.
1: Funny how that works out. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Did you get any good food in Kawagoa?
0: Um I, I had a... Uh, eggs and bacon and pancakes. <laughs> Dude!
1: <laughs> Traditional Japanese food,
0: eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there was a store or, or not store, but there was, there was this restaurant there that was... Like, I guess it was somewhat well-known on, like, the Instagram, you know, one of those mm. places. And so, yeah, the old lady wanted to go there. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, all, all, although I, I must say, I'm I'm just, I don't know. In, in the UK, do you guys
1: do the crispy bacon? UK bacon is different. I personally really like it. You should definitely try some if you have the opportunity. It's thicker. It's taken I I read about it before, I don't have I can't remember now, but I Mm -hmm. think it's taken from a different part of the pig. I want to say it's taken from like the belly maybe, but anyway it's it's different. And so So do you have the crispy bacon at all in the UK? I I mean sometimes it will be cooked so it's crispy. Yeah. But uh it's but it's not like kind of like American like streaky thin crispy bacon. Mm -hmm. It's like uh thicker. Yeah, so it's probably. Like, mm. It sounds like it's
0: similar to bacon in in Japan. Yeah,
1: but it's not bacon in Japan. It's more like ham. I feel. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. You're right. Mm. It's it's different from both American and Japanese yeah, bacon. Okay, I would okay. say. I'll see if I can ever get you a pack somehow. Uh,
0: are you smuggling meats in your uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> underneath sir. your coat?
1: yes sir but sorry why did you ask about the bacon yeah
0: well because so i had you know bacon and egg at this place and it was like japanese bacon style mm. bacon right mm. and i was just thinking to myself man I, 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 I like the crispy yeah, yeah because, i mean that's just what I'm, I'm used to you know it's what i grew up
1: with so but it's really mm.
0: hard to find that over here
1: yes yes very yeah. hard yes well like I said, I did read about this before, and I think one of the issues is that in many different countries they have different definitions of bacon. So mm-hmm, things that are mm-hmm. classed as bacon in one country cannot be legally sold as bacon in other countries. You <laughs> oh, know? it's a it's a it's a legal issue. Yeah, well, a wow. labeling issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, if they would just—I don't care what they call it—I just want those crispy little strips. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't even know how to look for it or. Because you're right, it yeah. might just be called something else and maybe we've been
1: out of the loop. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, British listeners will be aware, I'm sure, but often, or oh, I have heard British people disparage American bacon. Oh, but, no. <laughs> although overall, I'd say I prefer uh, British bacon. I do think American bacon oh, yeah, it's is quite delicious in its own way. It's good on sandwiches and things, isn't it? American bacon. It tends to go well with other things, I find.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Um that that is one place where I can get American bacon is at at McDonald's.
1: Oh, really?
0: I I think it, it, it it's not quite mm. the same. Granted, mm. it's not as crispy, but it it is I think as American as you American style as you
1: can get in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's close. So visitors to Japan better watch out because the bacon might be different. Yep. Yeah. I would probably agree with you though that Japanese bacon is the worst of all. Like yeah, I mean I've never had the UK
0: Mm. one, but I certainly am not a fan of Japanese bacon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's not bad, but it's uh, like I don't know. Maybe if they just didn't call it bacon, it wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I'm getting bacon, and then like, what what you receive and what's your your expectation is uh, vastly different.
1: Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: But okay, enough talk about
1: bacon. Enough talk about bacon. Anyway, so as you mentioned at the top, we are going to try something a little bit new for our listeners. So up till now, we've been doing our coronavirus roundup. However the number of articles and news coming out about coronavirus has dropped slightly. And at the same time, we felt like there might be occasions when we're missing big stories because of the way we tend to go more in depth about interesting stories on this podcast. So what we're going to start doing on an experimental basis is just talking about a few major stories at the top, and we'll include some coronavirus stories in that. Mm -hmm. So one article I read was about this Actor, quite a well-known actor, Yusuke Iseya, who was arrested for possession of marijuana. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Not the
0: marijuana.
1: He's been a very bad boy indeed. Oh, boy. The police arrested the 44-year-old actor on the 8th of August after finding at least one bag of marijuana in a drawer in the living room of his (laughs) residence in Meguroku, Tokyo.
0: I always wonder, like, how big is a bag?
1: Well, so I think this bag that they've definitely confirmed is marijuana, I believe, according to my understanding, was, I think it was about seven to eight grams, something like that. Seven but to eight grams? They also found three other bags that they believe are probably also marijuana. It wasn't confirmed <laughs> they, in the article that I read. They believe. I read. It's like,
0: dude, just open the bag and smell it like it's (laughs) not too hard
1: to to determine yeah so I mean perhaps about 20 or so uh, or so grams any thoughts on this how
0: Hmm. many grams is, is like a bowl
1: oh I'm not sure about a bowl but I think in joint terms they said on the news that was about enough for maybe 40 or so joints
0: Forty. Oh, okay. So that's a decent amount.
1: Yeah, a decent amount. Yeah. It was. They arrested him just for possession. So I'm assuming not any intent to sell. But on the other hand, it is, you know, a decent amount. It seems right, like. Right. But yes, as some listeners might be aware, Japan is very, very strict in these these this area. Yeah, I don't like it. Not one bit. <laughs> No, sir. Anyway, <laughs> if any listeners are thinking of coming on a holiday, do not, you know, bring a little. Yeah, do not bring your weed. weed and
0: don't no. try to procure any weed either because it's uh, just not worth it over here.
1: Not worth it at all. Yeah. Another major story this past week there was a large typhoon hit Kyushu on Monday, resulted in two people dying, four missing. When I was checking the news yesterday, on mm. Tuesday, and more than 100 people are injured, significant power outages at the peak up to, you know, over 400,000 people lost power. And when I saw Yikes. the news yesterday, mm. there's still over 50,000 homes didn't have power the day after the, the typhoon, although mm. I'm sure they're, mm. they're fixing, you know, the Kyushu Electric is doing all they can to Restore power. Yeah. Winds at the at the highest points were measured at up to two hundred and thirteen kilometers per hour. I believe that was in Nagasaki. Mm. And apparently this is equivalent to level twelve on the Beaufort scale, which is the highest level, classed as a hurricane, causing widespread damage. So I mean Kyusha's been hit by flooding lately, but hopefully they recover from this typhoon also. That yeah, seems pretty they, they bad. seem
0: to have problems every year with uh, mm. like rainfall-related problems down there.
1: Yeah, well, the weather perhaps seems to be getting even more unstable in recent years, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, perhaps as yeah. a result of global warming. Yeah, it kind
0: of reminds me of um, maybe like the Gulf Coast in, in the US, like New Orleans, that type of, where it's just like every year they get hammered.
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does seem to be coming increasingly an almost kind of tropical or subtropical climate down there. So you get these big hurricanes and things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or
0: or um, just like Florida. Mm. You know, you always hear about mm. Florida, the hurricanes
1: down there. Yeah, exactly. And in regard to coronavirus, as I mentioned, somewhat less stories coming out about coronavirus lately, but there were. 481 new cases over the 24 hours leading up to the 8th of September and 11 deaths. This included 170 new cases in Tokyo on the 8th, prior to that on the Hmm. 7th. There were 77 new cases, which was quite low, below 100 for the first time in two weeks, below 80 for the first time since July 8th. Okay, well
0: going Hmm. in the right direction.
1: It seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, we can never tell with coronavirus because we thought we were heading in the right direction before and then cases spiked again, but... Yeah, waxes and wanes. (laughs) It certainly does. And I checked about Okinawa because you asked last week and I didn't have the numbers in front of me that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there were nine new cases in Okinawa on the 8th and that followed 14 new cases on the 7th. Although on the 7th, the numbers were slightly high because they didn't report any cases on the 6th as a result of the typhoon. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. However, they also removed 10 people from the list of cases owing to double counting and mistaken reporting. One example of the reason for Mm. this was because (laughs) they used slightly different characters, slightly different kanji in reporting... Uh, one patient's symptoms and as a result whoever was compiling the statistics classed this person as two different people. Uh-huh. But you know for that and other reasons they found there had been some mistaken reporting so they removed about 10 cases. So okay. Okinawa, the total in Okinawa it's now 2,234 cases. This does mm. look high when you compare it to the list of Prefectures in Japan. I mean, most of the other prefectures that have over 2,000 cases, in fact, all of them, have major kind of cities in them. So, right. for example, the next highest is Hyogo Prefecture, where the big major city of Kobe is located mm-hmm. in West Japan. They have 2,369 cases. And when you look at the number of new cases over the past week in Okinawa, it's the third highest in Japan, after Tokyo and Ishikawa, okay, at yeah. six point nine three per one hundred thousand. What's going Sorry, on in Ishikawa? <laughs> yeah. well, I guess really probably the population is the population is relatively low there compared to other oh, prefectures. Okay, so okay. probably they their numbers fluctuate a lot. I would imagine if they get one yeah, cluster, it probably right, throws right. them yeah, right I think up to at the top cluster, of pile. Yeah, they get one cluster, yeah. But, so the number of new cases per 100,000 in Okinawa over the past seven days was 6.93. And this was the first time for 39 days that it was not the highest in the country in terms of, like, new cases per 100,000 people. So,
0: that's good. Hopefully
1: Okinawa is getting over it because they've been pretty hard hit
0: yeah it looks like the, maybe they've come off of their uh they, they've uh, peaked i
1: guess mm. Let's hope, yes sir and just finally before we move on to our main stories the, did you read this story about a man on a peach avi- aviation plane from kushiro airport in hokkaido to kansai airport refused to wear a mask and was shouting and arguing in a loud voice with other passengers. And as no, a result, po- <laughs> as a result, the plane was forced to land in Niigata airport about halfway through its journey.
0: Oh, so he was wearing a mask when he
1: got on. I no, guess. he wasn't wearing a mask. What? So he wasn't wearing a mask when he got on, and he was also arguing with other passengers. And as a result, the plane, you know, but they did eventually decide to take off with the man from Kushiro Airport in Hokkaido, the northern island. Yeah. And as a result, the plane took off about 45 minutes late. And then, as I said, they they decided in the end, because I suppose his behavior was getting worse, perhaps, Mm. they decided to make a sort of unscheduled stop in Niigata Airport, boot him off the plane, and then continue on their way to Kansai Airport. (laughs) So they just left him there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes that's uh, hilarious.
1: And as a result the plane arrived in Kansai Airport around 2 hours and 15 minutes late or delayed. There were two approximately hours. 2 okay 120 passengers on that plane. You got to feel for them. I can imagine if I was on that plane I'd be thinking, "Oh boy, just my luck to get on the plane with with this moron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds like it was just handled as about as bad as you could like on the from the airline. Yeah. Because, you know, like why did they let him on?
1: Yeah. Well, according to a, a spokesman from the airline, they felt that they couldn't refuse him entry or boarding to the plane because wearing a mask is technically not compulsory. But ah, in the end, like they I booted guess. him off because of his more because of his disruptive behavior, shouting and arguing and things. I mean, yeah. I'm guessing he was drunk. It sounds like. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe, I maybe it's. A, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a legal thing that you hmm. can't force people to wear a mask. But but I don't know because it's a it's a private company. So exactly, they should be able to just say no mask you know like like in the US i think that's how they roll mm. right now like if you don't oh. if you're not going to wear a mask then you just like we're not going to let
1: you on the plane sorry exactly yes i'm not sure why they couldn't do that i mean they can refuse your entry to a plane i'm sure for you know lots of other reasons so
0: yeah like, like sometimes like you'll hear mm. about um like people their their clothing is inappropriate and they'll be refused uh, mm. Entry to the plane, uh, even, exactly. Yeah, you can mm. for any number of reasons, but but I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's maybe it's different in Japan. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing they probably just thought it. You know, well, we'll just get him down to Kansai Airport. It'll it'll be okay. But then in the end, he became too disruptive. Yeah, probably. yeah. That's yes, yeah, probably. Yeah, what happened? Mm-hmm. But well, so we do have these morons in Japan too, sort of. Yep. Saying, oh, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. Despite but, the fact that. that yeah. Mm. Um, in,
0: in this case, you know, I think the airline's also to blame.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing you were only sipping pineapple juice in your flight over Tokyo. Otherwise, that might have been you, eh?
0: Yeah, it might have been me. Yeah. By <laughs> slamming those mojitos. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Shall we move on to our main stories.
0: All right. So, I guess I'll do uh I'll do mine. Uh, we um I think a maybe a month or two ago we we uh, we mentioned on the podcast that uh plastic bags um convenience stores and supermarkets are going to start charging uh, as part of changes uh they're they're legally obligated now. They have to charge for plastic bags. And this all came into effect on August 1st. So it's been uh, a little bit over a month, I think. Yep. Um, now, there are some numbers available to you know, how much has this affected the use of plastic bags. And according to statistics published by the government, they say that before um, it was compulsory to charge for plastic bags, about thirty percent of consumers they either brought their own bag, or if, if they were just buying two or three things, they just throw it in their pocket, or you know that kind of thing. They they would refuse the bag. Uh, but now it has jumped up. To over seventy percent. Wow. Yeah, so f- about three out of four people now refuse the plastic bag. Quite startling, isn't it? A yeah. huge increase
1: in a short period of time.
0: So I thought that was pretty remarkable. Hmm. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, because the uh, their initial target was to get it up to sixty percent within 10 years Mm. but they achieved that they achieved 70% in a month wow yeah so um, I guess that's good I don't don't really see any downsides to it personally
1: Mm. yeah certainly uh, I
0: don't know some people might be I don't know bitter angry that they have to pay for something that used to be free yeah yeah but on the way I see it it's like you know two like well I think it's a like three three yen for the smaller ones and five yen for a bigger bag is i think mm. generally i mean it it can depend on where you shop but generally I think that's how most stores do it and I think that's fine
1: yeah certainly i mean i based on personal experience I feel that maybe it's not the cost that puts people off I think it might be the fact that it's not automatic anymore. You know, often... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, some convenience stores and things would ask if you wanted a bag if it was just a small number of items. But often mm-hmm. they would just give you a bag whether you ask for one or not. Now, either you have to ask yourself or they will ask if you want a bag, you know, regardless of how many mm-hmm. items you have. So. Yeah, what always cracked me up was
0: mm-hmm. uh, b- back when I, I smoked uh, cigarettes, Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I would go to the convenience store to buy a pack of smokes and uh, like if I didn't tell them I didn't want a bag, they had these like little like itty bitty (laughs) bags and they would put the single pack of cigarettes in the little bag. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. It's like this bag, like you can't, like nothing fits in there except maybe like a candy bar or like a pack of uh, smokes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, they everything they would throw in the bag, and they don't do that anymore. So, I'm surely, yeah, that's a contributing factor.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you yourself use less bags now? Or are you in that 30% that's mm, still buying bags? I think,
0: you know, I, I think personally, I, I, I might be about the same split as, mm. like, I'll probably not use a bag a little over half the time. Mm. But yeah, a little maybe, maybe like forty percent of the time, I'll I'll get a bag just because, like, I forgot to bring my my bag.
1: Yeah, or you yeah. make an unscheduled stop. Mm,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but I, mm. but yeah, it's definitely gone down uh, compared to before.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably similar. Maybe three quarters of the time I don't use a bag, and quarter I do. Just because, like you said, I've forgotten my own bags or, or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I
0: guess. Yeah, I guess mm. I just try to be more, because because before I would never bring my own bag because I was just like, you know, why bother? But mm. but yeah, I try to be more. I guess aware of it now. Because I don't want people nickel and dime in me. No sir. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a good
1: deterrent. Hmm. Yeah, the the 3 to 5 yen. So Japanese consumers single-handedly saving the planet by drastically reducing their use of plastic bags. Yeah, they're doing doing a good job. My
0: my, my hat's off to them.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah. What's the situation in the U.S.? Do people... I guess it might vary by state, but... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't or... have any
0: numbers or anything that that mm. might be interesting to look at. But in in California, at least, it's uh, it, the, the law has been like it is in Japan right now mm. for for a number of years.
1: Yeah, yeah. same in the UK. Mm. Mm,
0: right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm sure it's had an effect, mm. but I, but I don't know how pronounced it was.
1: I guess next we might see more or less use of straws plastic straws that's oh, a, God. a big one isn't
0: it i hate <laughs> i hate those straws those paper straws yeah they're not good are they they're so bad like someone i i hmm. guarantee you, if, you, if you come up with a way to make a biodegradable straw that's not shitty then you will be a millionaire, a billionaire. Because I think that's what everyone wants. Yes, sir. But it's just they're not, for whatever reason, they're just they're just not out there. Or no. maybe, they cost, maybe they are, but they cost too much. I don't know. But those paper straws are like
1: the worst thing. Ugh. They're bad. One of the things about them is they're not it's not sort of smooth on your lips is it like it kind of like sticks to your lips a little bit almost yeah 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 not good not good although i very rarely get drinks with straws in anyway so
0: yeah yeah granted yeah i don't use them too often but man Uh, that's another that's
1: my gears topic those damn straws (laughs) You do see them every now and again in Japan, don't you? Those paper straws.
0: Yeah, they're definitely becoming as uh, I'm in, in, uh, in California when I went mm. last when I went to visit. You know, last winter. Uh, yeah, they're everywhere. Those paper straws. Oh dear. Yeah, I can't stand it. And then they're slowly creeping in over here as well.
1: Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Well. Anyway, at least it seems like we're all doing some good by not using plastic bags.
0: I guess, yeah. Yeah, as far as... But yeah, as far as the the bags situation is, yeah, that... Good job to everyone, I think. We've, uh... Tackled the problem pretty well. We did
1: well, didn't we?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Was there anything more to say on that, or...? No, I think that's about it. Okay, so... The, uh story i want to talk about this week is about a group who has been thieving or stealing livestock from unfortunate farmers around the gunma and tochigi prefectures mainly that's kind of northeast japan i guess you would say slightly north of tokyo mm-hmm. yeah about maybe two hours north by train yes They've been targeting cows, chicken, goats, and mainly pigs, stealing around 700 pigs. 700 pigs? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> wow. Well, mainly, lots of them are piglets, so... Oh well, yeah, obviously but they're smaller. even then...
0: So... Like, how do they steal them?
1: Well. Just roll up in, like, a truck and throw them in the back? Pretty much, yeah. We'll go through it now. Just want to quickly say, so, obviously, there have been reports of these thefts for the past few months. Mm. You know, they really, some big ones hit the news headlines around August last month. But the reason I'm talking about it this week is because it seems like there might be some interesting information about who's behind it. Ooh. Yes, perhaps. So, we'll get on to the pigs soon, but um, they, as I mentioned, they did also steal other kinds of livestock. They stole cows around Ashikaga City in Tochigi. And you asked how they did it. They basically walked into the farm Picked up, you know, on separate occasions, either two young cows or three young cows, mm. and just loaded them onto their little minivan. This was around wow. May and June, and these cows were apparently they were Kuroge Wagyu, the Japanese oh, black. Those good ones. <laughs> they were good ones. Yeah. Um. They account for over 80% of the cows raised for meat in Japan and a particular strain of this kind of black cow, this Japanese black, is uh, the kind of meat used in Kobe beef, which mm-hmm. listeners will probably be familiar with. According yeah. to a farmer in the article I read, they're generally sold at around 8 months old for about 800,000 yen. So if they took or you know, 8,000 US dollars. So mm. if they took Five young cows they those cows were less than one month old, so quite young too young to sell really, yeah, but in future it could be worth you know up to around forty thousand u s dollars yeah my, the, my, my mm-hmm. question how do you how does a person launder livestock exactly well this is a, this is one reason why this whole crime is so Strange and weird. Okay. You know, these uh, particular cows, it was saying, you know, they're so young that they probably don't have a lot of meat on them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's difficult to imagine that the criminals would have the facilities to raise the cattle. Yeah. Their motives are somewhat of a mystery. You know, it's difficult. You can't really just sell cattle so easily because they have earmarks as well. Right, right, right. So it is a bit of a mystery. You can see a video online of the security footage from the farm where they stole these cows from. And Mm -hmm. it appears to show... Quite clearly. I mean, it's blurred out in the video, but obviously it it was in the original video. But you can see their faces and the number plate of the car. So I'm not sure why the police can't just catch them using that information. Uh, Maybe it's a stolen vehicle? Could be, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so they've been stealing cows. They have also uh, stolen goats. Apparently... This was from the same area where they stole the cows from. They stole three goats, including two pedigree goats, which were worth around two hundred thousand yen each, around two thousand u s dollars mm-hmm and then, oh, they also stole twenty eight chickens in isesaki which is you know in the same sort of area, yeah. And then, they moved on to their main target, the pigs. So, we're, the problem here with these crimes is they've stolen so many, and apparently, it seems, farmers don't always keep track exact, of exactly how many pigs they have, because oh. one, unlike cows, you know, one litter of pigs, I guess, from a sow, they can be up to ten piglets. Mm-hmm. So in very large farms they have, you know, perhaps over a thousand piglets and they're not they don't track them exactly. So right. these crimes that I'm about to talk about did eventually get reported when the farmers sort of noticed that there seemed to be fewer piglets than they there should be. And then they <laughs> counted them yeah. and discovered in one particular case there were about 400 piglets short. oh wow! and then yeah and then reported them to the police but that means that they don't know actually when they were taken but presumably mm. they were taking like a few at a time sort of i guess um anyway so perhaps this has been going on since maybe even the start of the year or so we don't know yeah it could but, be yeah They've stolen probably over seven, this group has stolen over 700 pigs from around 10 farms in the same area that I mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Mainly around, one of the main targets for the group has been Mayabashi City in Guma, but also Mm -hmm. other places around the same area. And Guma actually has the fourth most pigs in the country and the most on honshu the main island of japan so a big interesting pig farming location Mm -hmm. but uh you know like i said the method seems to be the same as the cattle you know just kind of sneaking up to the farms and just going into the sort of pig houses or wherever they keep them and and taking them out i don't think security is too strict at these kind of places no no,
0: yeah i'm pretty sure it's uh, lax
1: yeah. Mm. According to one worker uh on a farm that I read about quoted in an article, uh he said this worker that the group may well have killed the piglets in their kind of container before loading them into their van, sort of one by one killed them and then taking them out because mm. they didn't hear any squealing in the night or anything from the piglets. Mm-hmm mm. Mm-hmm. Which, if you have a car loaded with, you know, tens of piglets, apparently you might expect to hear that. Yeah. So, you know, now we're getting on to the question, well, who has done this crazy crime? Because it seems like you said, how would you launder? How would you resell stolen livestock? Yeah. Also, the other problem here is that pig farms in particular you know, as well as other types of farm, in particular pig farms, they're typically not in very well-known locations. You know, it's not like you have large pig farms in very residential areas. They tend yeah, to be sort of... out in the boonies. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So this raises the question that perhaps the thieves are somehow involved in the trade, you know, because they knew the locations of the pig farms. Okay, okay. Knew exactly where to go to steal the pigs. Yeah. So, you know, one potential theory could be that they're stealing them in order to sell them overseas. Right. However, Japan has stopped exports of live pigs to all places and pork to most places because Mm -hmm. of swine fever. The only exceptions are to five Asian countries and two regions in China. Mm-hmm. That's Hong Kong, Macau, Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, and Mongolia in total. Okay. So, oh, just quickly as well, because the piglets that they stole were so young, they hadn't received their vaccines yet, apparently. So there mm-hmm. is a risk that they could cause a spread of swine fever if the Thieves are not careful, which I guess probably they won't be too careful. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they don't particularly care. No, sir. So, the... It seems unlikely that the pigs will be exported overseas. Mm -hmm. Because, as I said, there's only a limited number of destinations now where they can be exported to, and even if they can be exported to those destinations, the... ...sort of customs, I guess, are quite strict about the... Yeah, yeah. ...the meat having the qualifications for export, in particular... you probably need, uh, like, proof of vaccinations, right? That kind of thing. Exactly. And it's also based on inspections of places where the meat was handled. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So probably it seems like it would be sold in Japan. Unless
0: they're, like, hardcore and they, like, they forged all the documents...
1: Yes, I mean, if they're I mean, part of a major a criminal organisation, that could be a possibility, couldn't it? Yeah, It seems like a lot of effort to go to, though, perhaps. Large risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That could be a possibility, especially if we are talking about some of the large sums of money that have been mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, all those pigs might have been worth up to 20 million yen. Around 200,000 US dollars. Yeah. So, not a small amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the police, you know, mainly the Guma police, have been focusing on, you know, trying to look for sort of places where the pigs might have been killed or butchered. Yeah. And also places where there are facilities such as freezers for storing the meat. Mm -hmm, mm Hmm. And perhaps the possibility of the criminals having like a yard or something to keep any live animals in. Yeah. You know, there could also be issues like if the animals are alive, what are they doing with the manure, the excrement mm-hmm. and things? I mean, and also how how would they get food for the animals as well if they are alive? Apparently it's yeah. not that easy to buy food for livestock
0: so especially in the kind of quantities that they would need
1: exactly exactly and without being noticed as well Hmm. so but it seems like the police might have some potential leads now we'll talk about what i read in the article but just before we do Just want to quickly mention that, of course, at at The Real Japan, we're not sort of um, blaming or holding any sort of prejudiced views against any particular racial group. We're mentioning it now because it's relevant to this particular uh, case and doesn't sort of relate to our views of this ethnicity or these people as a whole. All right, I, I see where this is going. Oh dear <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I don't know, maybe I'm wrong so 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 please.
1: Okay, okay. Well apparently, according to an article I read, in a Facebook group, a locked Facebook group for Vietnamese people living in this this kind of area, the North Kanto area they call it in Japanese. Yeah. There were many posts before these cases came to light, there were many posts asking whether people wanted to buy pigs or pork. Mm. For example, in August, apparently, there was a sort of typical example of one of these posts. And it had a picture of a pig saying, Please buy it soon for making roast pork. Shipping is free. Oh. In It seems apparently Vietnamese people, according to what I've read, quite like eating sort of meat on the bone. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps slaughtering the the animals is a good way to get good, fresh meat for cooking up in those kind of recipes. And, you know, to give the community its credit, after the cases came to light, the Facebook a group became flooded with posts calling for pe- the people involved to be arrested. You know, mm-hmm, because obviously mm-hmm. it does reflect badly on the community. Yeah, yeah. Although it seems that in this Facebook group, other illegal things might also have been being sold, including cars, bank passbooks, like the tsucho in Japanese, you know, yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, like, uh, like an ATM card, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Car number plates. And shakin stickers, which are like the stickers that you put on to display when your car passed its last inspection. Yeah, registration stickers, yeah. Exactly. And it seems as well that some of these Vietnamese people may have been technical interns...
0: To under the government's, uh,
1: that weird intern program. Exactly, exactly. The weird intern program that is a bit of a scam, it seems, for the actual interns, because the wages are very low, and they don't have the protections afforded to normal Japanese workers. Mm -hmm. But according to what I read in the article, some of these technical interns would have been working it is likely on pig farms, and that would have given them sort of the knowledge of where to find these animals, and perhaps yeah, how it, to steal it them.
0: Certainly, seems like that that line of investigation. Uh, things seem to kind of fit together.
1: Mm. Yeah. And the theory put forward in the article I read was that you know many of these, or sorry, the people involved may perhaps have been these technical interns who left their jobs as interns because the wages were so low. You know, according to the article, it said wages would often be around 100,000 yen per month, which is, you know, after taxes, that is very low, you know, much lower than the minimum wage. Yeah, it uh, like you would be. It's livable. You could do it if you had a very cheap accommodation, but it's, you'd be struggling, and you certainly wouldn't have any money left over for luxuries. Yeah, yeah. About living on about a thousand dollars a month, quite difficult. But uh, you know, then so they would leave their internship programs because the wages were so poor, but they were tied to their uh, visa or their qualification to stay in Japan. So they Mm -hmm. would end up working at factories and things that don't check their identity information. And then as a result of the coronavirus hitting, because these jobs were kind of dodgy, you know, it was easy for the factories and things to fire them as soon as the work dried up because of coronavirus. And then that left perhaps some of these former technical interns struggling for cash. Now, as I nice. said, you know, obviously we don't have any prejudice views against any particular ethnicity, and this is not about v- the Vietnamese community as a whole. It seems, although it, it seems like you said, like there were perhaps some members of this community involved in this crime. Yeah, it certainly seems
0: that way. Like, it it makes sense.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? It's quite a strange crime, isn't it? Stealing livestock—you don't really hear about it. Yeah, yeah. And so many uh, as well. Yeah, it's the first I've ever heard of it. If you saw in a Facebook post someone saying, "You know, buy this, buy this pig. You can use it for delicious meat." <laughs> Would you buy it? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Buying dodgy no, meat I'm not on Facebook. Buy pig off
0: of Facebook. What the hell?
1: <laughs> yeah and then it arrives like packaged up <laughs> some Yeah, kind of that's dodgy just, package without weird. ice or anything you know
0: yeah that is just weird or either, that, or either that or like some random dude like just comes to your door and like <laughs> throws a pig on your doorstep and is like see you later
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah that's yeah uh
1: uh, this is a weird one i mean i suppose there's a possibility it could be sold to restaurants and things that would be more of like a it's difficult to imagine like these this these criminals finding enough people on facebook to sell off like you know hundreds of pigs and plus cows and chickens and goats and things
0: yeah, I mean, especially when they're, they're essentially limiting their market to Vietnamese community yeah, living in, presumably just living in that small region, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, are there even enough people out there to support <laughs> this kind of enterprise?
1: Yeah, well, even if there's like a couple of hundred people, you're still talking about every single person buying multiple pigs.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> which I just think, uh, but I don't know, maybe maybe the demand was high, and that's why they mm. they went all out on this they went all in on this scam, I don't know, it could be, couldn't it?
1: I don't yeah, know, I but... think they might be they might be selling them to restaurants and things, yeah, it could be, it could be, yeah. that way, they'd have kind of like their facilities to you know butcher the meat and the know how mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And be able to store it in things as well. You know, probably, yeah, because, large yeah,
0: because uh, those restaurants are hurting right now, certainly. So mm-hmm. if, if someone came to them and was like, hey, I can hook you up with, with pork for cheap, then, mm-hmm. but, you know, don't ask questions. But like a lot of restaurant owners might be like, well, I mean, pork is pork, right? So, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility, yeah
1: yeah it does seem a bit of a sort of wasteful crime almost, or like you know because I'm sure the farmers, whether they're insured or not, you know they'll have lost so much money, and for example, mm-hmm. in the case of the cows, saying that you know each if each cow is worth eight hundred thousand yen yeah. when when they're eight months old, they you know the criminals i'm sure are not going to raise them until they're 8 months old so that's all that you know potential revenue just yeah, down the drain yeah
0: that's true yeah yeah cuz the criminals they just want to get them off their hands asap so
1: exactly hmm
0: well let's let's hope they get caught and get what they deserve yeah
1: i mean i can't imagine they'd be on the run for too much longer now it yeah, seems like yeah. the police should be able to put the pieces together and figure out who's behind this yeah yeah although who knows i mean if people are sort of being living as undocumented illegal aliens you know having left their former technical internships mm-hmm. then it may be difficult for the police to find out where who exactly they are and where they live if they don't have real paperwork attached to their names. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. You know. Although,
0: yeah, I mean, I would think it would be somewhat advantageous because if they could just get, because I'm sure they have a list of all the technical interns and then Mm. narrow it down by the ones that stop showing up for work.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Within that small region. I mean, the list Mm. is probably pretty short. Mm. But even if they know who it is, yeah, finding them is another matter.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, the technical intern program is quite interesting, and we can talk about that in a different episode. But, you know, there's a company recently in the news for basically sort of scamming the interns, taking, you know, large cuts of their paychecks mm. or not doing much, basically but that's yeah, a whole that different program topic, you know? a,
0: yeah I mean that, that's a topic for a, a different episode maybe but yeah mm. the that, that program itself is just a disaster
1: mm. yeah, yeah yeah right shall we wrap it up there
0: yeah I think we're going out a little bit under an hour so we can uh, wrap it up here yes sir alright so uh, thanks for thanks for sticking around and as always you can find us on our socials our twitter and instagram is uh, real japan guys and you can check out our website at thereal.jp or you can email us at mail at thereal.jp and you can find this podcast on apple podcasts spotify and google podcasts so that wraps it up for this week but we will see y'all again next week Goodbye, listeners. Bye-bye.